Hello and welcome to the Sounding Out the Word podcast, the ministry of Anchor Baptist Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, where our mission is to spread the gospel, disciple the nations, and help people find hope here at Anchor Baptist Church. My name is Tyler and joining me in studio today is Pastor Jason Atwood, pastor of Anchor Baptist Church. It's good to be back in the studio with you, Pastor. How you doing? It is good to be back to be back in the studio and looking forward to today and the podcast. Uh, knock out a few this morning and thank the Lord for this opportunity that He's given us. And uh, sometimes it's easy to get started in the first couple weeks because you're excited. There's something new, uh, but it takes a little bit of dedication to continue on, and we're we're looking forward to it as we do it and uh, asking the Lord to to lead us and guide us as we go through this. Amen. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, so we're going to be talking about a uh, topic today that I think uh, gets a lot of different Christians very passionate. And I think that's a good thing. I think we'll, uh, we should be comfortable with going into topics that people maybe take very strong sides on. But we're going to be talking about worshiping uh, God in church on Sunday mornings and the type of music that we use. So we've titled this episode, Worshiping in the Spirit, Not in the Flesh. Yeah, you know, a lot of times when we look at worship, uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, specifically uh, the music aspect of it, but I think we also do need to uh, make note that worship is different aspects as well. Uh, Worship is seen in our giving. Worship is seen in us listening to the Word of God being preached as a corporate congregation. Uh, but yes, certainly um, there is that aspect of worship in in song and lifting up our voices to the Lord. And sadly, uh, today that word, even worship, has been hijacked uh, by the world and by modern Christianity, and sometimes we're afraid of it. We're afraid to talk about that we want to worship the Lord or that we are worshiping the Lord or the music is an aspect of our worship service, and so we're, we're afraid a lot, uh, about that a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think you have hit the, uh, hit the nail on the head there. Really, the term worship has been hijacked, and nowadays you think of the modern church, and I think a lot of people uh, look to very elaborate stage venues and, and rock and roll music, and really uh, pointing towards their church quote-unquote worship program, referring to their music program as the primary draw and not actually the worship of our Lord and Savior. And if a, and if a church wants to have a performance and have an audience of people where they're trying to make a draw, I suppose that is, that's one thing and that's one goal uh, that they can do. But that's all because there's, there's a great misunderstanding of a biblical form of worship. Um, our worship is not for the people that are there. The people are never the audience of worship. God is the audience of worship. And so when there's a shift and when there's a a misunderstanding of who worship is for, um, there is going to be a catering to the uh, world's taste uh, for it, because that's, that's that's your target audience there. So I think it'd be important, before we hop into the types of worship and what really is acceptable and pleasing to God, let's first tackle the the question, why do we uh, worship in song in the first place? And so we can look at some Bible verses here, but I think even before that, if we even look at the composition of the Bible, of the Word of God, we see that a good portion is segmented out towards artistic mm-hmm. literary genres and a big uh, a big book that a lot of people really love is the book of psalms sure. because those are song prayers those are meant to be prayers that you uh, that are are sung or or are attached to some sort of musical accompaniment well, well music 
all throughout history, music moves people yeah. to do something. M- music motivates you. Um, you look at you, you, people talk about elevator music. Um, it's soothing. It's calming. Uh, there, there's music geared toward retail shopping, uh, toward malls. And so music has a purpose. There's a big fight in the world today and in churches today that music is amoral meaning music is not either good or bad. Mm. But the Bible is very clear that music um, is good or evil, yeah. and it can be used for good or evil, and not just the words, but at the actual music as well. So, um, yeah, music is all throughout the Bible. Yeah, and, and as a God-honoring art form, it has o- always been a part of the work of God's people as part of the worship, and he calls for it in the Bible. And I think like, like you kind of said, if, if we don't treat it as a self-service here, it, it, is a, it is a way that we can get in touch with God through our songs that we enjoy you know, in, in, a, in a musical sense because music is enjoyable and it is pleasing to God. But much like uh, Paul talks about in Romans 1, when we get to the point where we're worshiping the creation more than the creator, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're not using music as a pointing towards the creator of all things. But instead, as a, you know, we, we prop up these artists and these particular song genres uh, because they make us feel a certain way, then we've lost sight of the original uh, point. But I, I want to look really quickly at uh, Isaiah 12, uh, verse 5. He says, Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. And so we can see here the purpose of singing, uh, or at least one of the purposes of singing is to sing unto the Lord because he has done excellent things. Mm-hmm. God is worthy of the glory. God is worthy of the praise. And this is known in all the earth, definitely. Yeah, every time you look at worship in the Bible, it's always unto something. Worship unto the Lord. So our worship is to be directed. And if and if worship in church is geared toward the flesh and geared toward the people, well, it's it's unto them, it's unto the flesh, or it's right. unto the audience. Our worship ought to be directed to God. And, and when that happens, it takes away this idea that music is just a preference. Mm-hmm. Well, your your church is fine to use rock bands and, and uh, light shows because, that well, that's your preference. Well, it's not about me because my worship is unto the Lord. Right. And so, yeah, Isaiah 12, 5, sing to who? Not to the crowd, not to the audience, but sing unto the Lord. Yeah, even in even in good music, it's to be unto the Lord. Absolutely, not focused on the church congregation. Absolutely, and and that gets reiterated in other places. We see Psalm ninety five, verse one and two: "Come, let us sing unto the Lord." Mm -hmm. Now, so singing is called for. Music is called for. You see throughout the Bible that there are uh, calls to use instrumentation, to use skilled instrumentation to glorify God. There's absolutely nothing wrong, and it's totally biblical, and it's something that we should be doing. Um, but if we, we look a little bit deeper, and we go into the, the book of Colossians here, and I, I think this really touches on the idea of how we should be worshiping, uh, Paul says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And, and and you look at those two keywords there, teaching and admonishing yeah. one another with songs. And and notice, I just looked at it as you read it, in all wisdom. In all There's wisdom. to be some wise use of our music. And a lot of times as we are singing or as we are um, you know, using music and worshiping unto the Lord, 
we forget that music is a foretelling of truth. It's mm-hmm. it's prophesying, uh, not a, not prophesying as in foretelling, you know, telling someone's future, but foretelling. So actually, music is a form of preaching truth, and so exactly Psalm or Colossians three sixteen, teaching and admonishing how in psalms and hymns. So you think about it, our words of the music, they could be correct doctrinally teaching and preaching, foretelling of truth, but if, they con- but if they're contradicted by the music, we're, we're sending a mixed message. Yeah. If the music is wrong, we're sending a mixed message about what we are trying to foretell. So I, I want to make a comparison here, because I think it's important to really draw out this example. If maybe you've only been exposed to one type of music, whether it's kind of more traditional hymns, which we use in, more, uh, in churches that try to worship in that sort of spirit and truth, or if you're more used to the contemporary type of music and you've maybe never heard the other side, I think it'd be good just to just to draw an example uh, of, of one case here. So I'm not going to give the name of any of these songs or the artists here, but... Go ahead. Uh, Why not? Yeah? Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So so this one's... Uh, we're, 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 we're privately funded. This is fine. This, <laughs> this is privately funded. We're, okay. Um yeah, so so this is a song. When I first got saved, I was in a church that was really leaning into at the time its contemporary uh, music program, and it was one of the main missions of the pastor. From his 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 mouth was to uh, really drop the hymns, and he he, told, he said many times. But but this is the type of music that we started to switch over to. The, this is the first stanza of the song "Oceans" by the group Hillsong, and so it starts off. You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown where feet may fail, and there I find you in the mystery. In oceans deep, my faith will stand. And so you kind of get through those first, you know, four lines of, of, of song, and Pastor, maybe you haven't been exposed to this corrupt stuff, but if you just heard those lyrics, what, what would that mean to I, you? I'm asking you, are you talking about your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your significant <laughs> right. other? You know, who, who, are you, who are you referring to? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's like... Um, it, it, it's a there, there's no mention of God. There's no worship of God, and it, and it could be, it, it's very essential, and it could be for for anything or anyone. Right, and, and and we'll talk. I think it's important to touch on the ambiguity of, ambiguity mm-hmm. of this music, right. how it leads to an ecumenical yeah. destruction of doctrinal purity. Absolutely. But, but just for comparison's sake, let's look at a, a a more traditional hymn, one that I believe that's in our hymn books as well. It's called uh, Washed in the Blood, or sorry, Are, are You Washed in the mm-hmm. Blood? Here, here's the first stanza of that song. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Now, even right there, within the first four words, if you knew nothing about Christianity, have you been to Jesus? Oh. Yeah, it, 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 it definitely gets right to the point. Biblical right. music gets right to the point in the lyrics and in the music flow as well. Absolutely. Uh, you'll notice the contemporary music, it's very dreamy, mm. and you're wondering, where's this going? Right. You know, is there going to be a chord progression here? Is this going to take place here? Uh, but biblical music, it's orderly, like our God, and it gets very, uh, it gets to the point, it's very direct on where it's going. Well, and, and you talk about the musical arrangement, right? Uh, if you look at all the verses that talk about uh, music in the Bible. Let us make a joyful noise. Let us let us sing with joy. Let us sing with praise. Right? Hymns are are more often than not they're upbeat. They're in a major key. They're mm-hmm. uh, the the musical structure is very 
dynamic right. and you're and you can't help but smile. I can't tell you how many times I go to church on a Wednesday service and the world has beat me down and we get through the first verse of a hymn and I'm like I'm in right. it, you know, I'm 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 bouncing around and it's a good time. But even just drawing to that to that song um, Oceans, it's a very uh, minor key, very slow, very somber song. And this is supposed to be worshiping. Right. And and you see this pattern all throughout. They're they're really trying to invoke this sadness emotion or, or right. anger emotion, you know, out of and there, you know, there there are you can't get away from the emotion um, in song and there are emotions in our songs that we sing. I mean some songs we we sing, we talk about the you know, the death of Christ mm. and uh, what he's done for us. Um, but certainly it, it's it, it it's both of them together, the music and the words. And frankly, when you look at those types of songs, um, they could easily be played, and they, they would be comfortable being played in a barroom or yeah. a modern church. Yeah. And I think there is definitely that aspect of identification. What what does this identify uh, me with, or what does this music identify with? And, and identifi- identification is really where we start to run into uh, theological troubles here. Mm-hmm. If your whole theology is based on going to a church that plays kind of you know soft Christian themed songs that don't really give you any doctrinal foundation, you 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 will start to see over time the enjoyment of the music in the flesh uh, starts to make it really easy to drop the walls of what makes you a Christian, and I. I want to. I don't want to like sound any alarms, but I think it's time to start sounding some alarms here. You know, we we start to see in more and more modernistic denominations that are starting to merge and be more ecumenical with uh, ver- very staunchly non-Christian bodies like the Catholic Church, like Mormonism. Uh, just just the other. I mean, maybe you've seen these these billboards driving down the street. Yeah. But there, there's these um, uh, Lauren Daigle billboards uh-huh. where she's singing Christmas songs on BYU TV. And for those of you who don't know, BYU is a Mormon university here. And Lauren Daigle is a supposed to be, or at least was a self-proclaimed evangelical Christian at some point. And through music, um, she has just broken down these walls. And, and she's, oh, yeah, she, she's bridged the gap. Yeah. And the, the devil loves that. And uh, where, where all walls are gone down, again, there is no doctrine in our music anymore. And uh, sure, it's it's a like you said, it's a it's a bridge. Music is a bridge um, to the ecumenical movement. It certainly can be when it's the wrong uh, type of music. God wants to be glorified through our music, and uh, at Anchor Baptist Church, uh, we desire to have a, a lively uh, song service. Uh, we don't want a dead song service because certainly, um, you know, some song services, if if a church sings hymns like we do. Uh, if they're not careful, they can be very. They can tend, if we're not careful, to be to be very uh, rote, and partly because we're singing them out of habit, because we know them and we've sung them all of our lives, maybe. And there's no there's no heart and there's no spirit to it. You know, going back to the uh, formation of music, um, there is uh, melody, harmony, and rhythm. And rhythm is emphasized the least. That's the beat. That simply is what moves the music along. You've got to have that, but it's it should be minimized in godly music. Uh, the harmony is the heart in the music. And sadly, many times we've we know the melody, uh, but we've taken out the heart in the music. And there ought to be um, a song of revival in our hearts as we come to God. And it shouldn't sound like a funeral service. It shouldn't sound 
uh, like somebody, you know, our, our best friend just died, we lost our dog, uh, it ought to be an exciting music service, and it can be that way and still be biblical. We, we wholeheartedly believe that. Mm. Like all good pleasures on this earth, God designed them in a way to point back to Him, for us to give praise to Him. But we fall into traps where we tend to start putting the creation above the Creator. We worship people, things, and experiences, and we end up seeking after, after those and forget that there is a God worthy of all the glory who, des- who deserves all the praise and all of the glory. Mm-hmm. And we certainly, you know, it's a it, music and the subject of music in church, like you began with, is brings up passions yeah. on one side or the other. Uh, but I pray that we would remember, and at Anchor Baptist Church, we would remember uh, that God is the object of our worship. Um, when we sing specials, it's not to the to the audience. Um, it's not uh, for anyone else as a choir when we sing. It's not to please the congregation. It is truly, uh, I believe we could sing and have perfect worship with an empty auditorium Amen. because it's unto the Lord. That's right. You've been listening to Sounding Out the Word podcast, and we're glad you're listening. Thank you for that. If you'd like to drop us an email and send us a note to let us listening, we'd love to hear from you. And you can reach us at SOTW, Sounding Out the Word, at anchorbaptistslc.org. You can email us there. Certainly check us out on the web, our church uh, website is Anchor Baptist SLC, as in Salt Lake City. God bless you. Thank you for listening.